Welcome to episode six of season two of Armchair Donkeys. We apologize for not getting the show out to you last week, but I was having some technical difficulties in Italy. That aside, we're back in action this week, and we've got another special guest on the show today. Joey Johnson was a linebacker with us at the University of Colorado who played an integral role in our Big 12 championship run. The kid was an absolute ball hawk on the defensive side of the ball, coming up with huge plays during our Big 12 championship season, including scooping a fumble and returning it 50 yards for a touchdown to seal a victory against Texas A&M, an interception of Heisman Trophy winner Eric Crouch, and a win over number one ranked Nebraska that would send us to the Big 12 championship game, and an interception against Chris Sims in that game against the number two ranked Texas Longhorns. Thanks for joining us today, Joe. How have the Lions been treating you this season? Ah, uh, good to see you, Bo. That's a freaking amazing intro, dude. I'm ready to, <laughs> I'm ready to run out of the gates, dude. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> uh, no, great to see you, man. That's my fam right here. Happy to uh, to be back. I've enjoyed watching the show. And I've made an official decision on my uh, my gambling situation. I'm just going to pick whatever you pick from now on, Bo Diddley. <laughs> you, you, you're up. You're on a heater. My brother's in. We got three or four guys, dude. I just need you to send me all your picks like Thursday night for the whole weekend. Dude. <laughs> all right. You, you got it. Although I will say when I when I share all my plays, they tend not to hit when I keep them close <laughs> yeah. to my heart. That's typically yeah, the way it goes. Know. All right, Bob. Uh, well, like Joe said, the donkeys have been in a hot streak as of late. You hit a couple more teasers and parlays last week. Why don't you tell us about those? Yeah, you know, I, I love the teaser bets, you know, especially when you, you, you're on the fence on something and you can get a couple more points um, in your favor the way you like it. So I've had I've had some success over the last couple of weeks um, with the teaser bets and then and then hit a uh, sneaky little parlay six teamer uh, last weekend that that paid out pretty nice. So, uh, yeah, it's been it's been fun. I, I've, I've been real close on all my individual bets. Um kind of breaking even but the, the parlays and the teasers have uh, kept me on the positive side for sure well let's get into this week's games then uh i've been on fire the last four weeks but i'm not gonna wear the crown this week because i don't want to jinx myself <laughs> in what is gonna be a huge mountain west conference game tonight i got a couple buddies going up against each other in this one where unlv is a six and a half point underdog tonight in san jose against the spartans the over-under in this game is 52 points. Here's what uh, we've got in this game. Marcus Arroyo goes home to his alma mater where he's never beaten um, San Jose. And this is the best UNLV team that they've had in 20-plus seasons. They are a little banged up, uh, which is why I think they're getting seven points in this game. Kyle Williams and Jeff Weimer uh, at wideout are really good players for Arroyo. Neither of them played in last week's game and will be game-time decisions tonight. That said, I called UNLV as a dark horse to win their conference at the beginning of the season. And if they're going to have a chance at that, they need to get this win tonight. Uh, this team has already shown that it has the ability to overcome adversity this season and a 17-point come from behind victory against New Mexico last weekend. I think they gained a lot of confidence in the second half uh, with Nick Williams and Seneca McKee filling the void at wide receiver. And I believe that UN this UNLV team – has championship depth similar to what we had in 2001 
where, Bob, you took over the starting quarterback job midway through the season after Craig Oaks suffered an ankle injury. And, Joey, you took over as the starting Hawk linebacker for Jay Sean Sykes, who was on the Butkus Award watch list. Injuries happen in football, and overcoming that kind of adversity is what it takes to win a championship. I think UNLV has more playmakers in San Jose. I think they have a better quarterback in Doug, uh, Doug Brumfield. Chevon Cordiero for San, San Jose State has been very efficient for San Jose so far this year. He's thrown four touchdowns versus only uh, or versus no interceptions, but I don't think he's played a team that is going to put pressure on him both offensively and defensively like UNLV will. And if they're going to win tonight, uh, Brent Brennan is going to have to turn his quarterback loose. Last year, Cordero was a Jekyll and Hyde type guy at Hawaii. I think we see San Jose State's no turnover streak come to an end tonight against an opportunistic UNLV defense. I like UNLV plus six and a half, buying it to seven. I love the value at plus 210, taking UNLV on the money line here. Uh, Bob, you got any thoughts on this game? Uh, I mean, I, I like all, everything you're having to say, man. I love the way UNLV plays. Um, you know, they can put up a lot of points. They can outscore people. So if, if they're going to get points and a touchdown, I mean, I feel strongly about with rolling with that because I think they'll be able to keep it close no matter what, just because of their firepower on offense. So, yeah, man, I, I love uh, taking the Rebels and the points tonight. Joe? Yeah, man. I uh, next man up, right? We'll see uh, if everybody's bought in down there, and and if you've got a couple people, a couple backups that have been working their tails off and are ready for their opportunity. I love it, man. I love the uh, the backup story, like you were saying about me and Bobo, um, and then an opportunistic defense. Let's go get a couple takeaways. Absolutely. I uh, I took UNLV beginning of the season plus five thousand to win the conference. They're now plus five hundred to win the conference. And uh, this game tonight is crucial for that bet. So I'm going to be glued to the television. All right, Bob, let's go to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, where LSU is a three-point dog at home against the Tennessee Volunteers. The over-under in this game is 65. Well, here's my take, guys. I'm I'm not sold on this whole Brian Kelly game down in LSU. And I don't think they're, they're as good as they're, they're ranked. Um, I think that's some big time SEC bias going on that they're in the top 25 somehow. Um, I, I do, on the other side, really like what Josh Heupel's doing at Tennessee. Um, their defense is solid. Their quarterback plays well. I, I like Tennessee in this game, and here's the main reason why. It's in, it's in Baton Rouge, but it's an early kickoff. It's not going to be at night in Death Valley or that place. It, that's a different spot. Right. I think it's a 11, 1, 8, 1 p.m. It's an early kickoff for Louisiana. So um, I, I see two teams going in opposite directions right now. I don't, like I said, I don't think Brian Kelly's got this LSU team figured out yet. So um, I really like the volunteers and, and the, what they have going on this season, going down there and getting a victory in Baton Rouge. Joe. Yeah, I'm with you, Bobo. I Hendon uh, Hooker greater than J- Jalen Daniels. Uh, yep. and, and Brian Kelly has not shown me any sort of creativity. Uh, they're hard to watch. He's, he's cringeworthy for me right now on the sideline, the post game <laughs> interviews. It's like, he's trying to, you know, and it all started with his dancing with the recruits when he yeah. got down there, his, his fake accent. I just, I don't buy it and I'm not in it every day. I have a hard time believing that that team's bought into him as well. And I think it shows on the field out there. So I love Tennessee. 
I'm going to let you guys call this one. This game's out of my wheelhouse, and uh, for that reason, I'm staying away. Joe, let's go to another SEC showdown in the Bad Blood Bowl in Tuscaloosa, (laughs) where Alabama is a 23-and-a-half-point favorite at home against Texas A&M. The over-under in this game is 51. Yeah, I'm taking A&M to cover, and it's probably not going to be a popular pick. I'm going with a little bit of the – the primetime dogs that, that we used in the NFL last year. Uh, just don't lose by four touchdowns, right? They, they, they went in and beat them uh, in A&M last year. They were big dogs then. Uh, the Jimbo Fisher, Nick Saban drama has been hilarious. Saban talking about how he bought the whole recruiting class. It might be a battle of the backups, uh, Mill Rose and uh, Haynes King, because you got Bryce Young with the AC joint. I had an AC joint, had to have surgery on it. It's it's a pain in the ass. He's probably going to get the juice if he does play. Um, but I mean, it it clicks right here every time. I used to get, get above you know shoulder shoulder area. So uh, battle of the backups, run the ball. I'm hoping that they take a bunch of clock off and they don't let it get too out of hand. Um, and yeah, just don't lose by four touchdowns. Let's go. <laughs> I think this is going to be a fun game to watch. I don't, I don't have a good feeling about betting it, uh, just because of who's going to be playing under center at Alabama. Um, but at the same time, I don't have enough faith in A&M's offense to, uh, to keep it close if Alabama does get rolling. So, um, I think the drama between Saban and Jimbo will be fun, but I uh, ain't getting near this one when it comes to my money. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, he's built this team, it feels like, to beat Alabama. I mean, they got six five-star D linemen uh, last year. Bryce Young's banged up. I think 23 and a half is way too many in this game. Uh, I'd buy that up to 24, and uh, it's something I might roll the dice on out of my lane uh, this weekend. All right, guys, uh, let's let's go to Lawrence, Kansas, where the Jayhawks are six-and-a-half-point dogs at home against TCU. The over-under in this game is 68-and-a-half. So there's a social media personality on Twitter called Big Game Boomer who ranked KU's booth as the fifth loudest stadium in the country. Now, I don't know that I agree with that, but I can attest that it's not an easy place to play. The KU students are behind the visitor's bench, and they are absolutely ruthless. They were all over Jarnay in 2000. And, 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 and in, in 2002, they hit drum with the, hey, drum! You look like Donnie Wahlberg with Down syndrome. <laughs> and, and in both of those games, they had our sideline completely distracted and engaged with them. I like this Kansas team. I think they have a ton of athletes on both sides of the ball. I think the odds makers are overvaluing the TCU win with OU. Uh, that half that team freaking left. Um, you know, I, I, depending on your risk appetite, I like Kansas plus six and a half at home. I like the value on the money line plus 210. And, uh, you know, for those of you that want to play it safe, I love the tease to plus 13 with UNLV. Bob, any thoughts here? Hey, it's fun to see a team like Kansas playing the way they are. Um, and you talking about a game east of the Rocky Mountains. Um, yeah. so you are getting out of your lane a little bit here. but uh, A little bit. 
uh, I, I agree with your, with what you're saying. I think TCU is talented, but OU is not who anybody thinks OU is or used to be. Right. So I, I agree. Nobody should be overly impressed with that victory in my opinion. So, um, I, I mean, the Jayhawks getting points at home and that place, you're right, man, they are, they are ruthless and they are brutal. So, um, I, I like the Jayhawks, especially teasing it up and, and getting more points. Joe. Yeah, uh, I got a special place in my heart for Kansas just from the old Big 12 days, and they play hard. Uh, College game day is there for the first time ever. Uh, That place is going to be rocking. That coach there gives me hope. I know two years ago, I don't think they won a game or they won one game. The program was absolutely in the the dumps, kind of like our Colorado Buffaloes, right? Like – it's possible to get somebody in there to have somebody get the team to buy in and to completely turn the program around. Uh, I like the unis that they rolled out last week, and uh, it would be fun to see them, to, uh, you know, pull off this home winner. You know, the cool thing about this, guys, is every game in the Big 12 this week has a uh, ranked teams playing in it, except for the Red River Shootout. Wow. Texas, wow. Texas and Oklahoma are the only – there aren't ranked. Every other game has a ranked Big 12 team in it. And those are both the teams that are bailing on that conference. Yeah, good uh, luck in the SEC, boys. <laughs> All right, Bob, uh, let's go to the Rose Bowl where the Bruins are getting three at home against Utah. The over-under in this game is 64-and-a-half. So, uh, okay, we all, Utah's tough. They're physical. They play hard. I get it. They're they're. An impressive team. Whittingham does a heck of a job there. Um, but I like what UCLA has going on. And with DTR, at quarterback, his athleticism, running around, avoiding the rush at home. We all know there'll be not a damn person in the Rose Bowl. So take away the crowd. And I don't know. Maybe they will get a few more people because this is a game and UCLA is undefeated and playing well. But um, I like taking this up to three and a half and taking the Bruins at home. Um, I think they they got a, a lot going on, especially with that guy at quarterback. And I just think that they're they're good enough on both sides of the ball where Utah isn't going to beat them up. They've become physical. They're, they're, they've become tougher than UCLA has. So I really like going up to three and a half and, and taking the Bruins in the Rose Bowl. Joe? Not so fast, Bobo. <laughs> or so. Not or so, so fast. <laughs> Not so fast. No, listen, I like uh, Darian Thompson Robinson. I watched him last week. They were flinging it around. Jake Bobo, transfer from Duke, out there balling at wide receiver. Um, but they haven't played anybody besides last week. They almost lost to South Alabama. Utah, South Alabama's got dudes on that team. Yeah, they do got dudes, but I think defense and that offense travels for Utah. Cam Rising, I mean, they should be undefeated. One bad throw down in Florida, um, and I just think they're going to be their experience. They they've been in big games before. Like you said, it's not going to be a very you know tough place to play coming down here to sunny South uh, Southern California. Um, it's going to be a good game. I just think Utah is too much for it. What is it? Four and a half? Three and a half, I think. No, it's, I'm sorry, it's a three. It's a three right now. It's a three. It's going to be a fun one to watch. You got headgear over there, too? After your Lee Corso move on me? What's that? Uh, you got no, headgear left, over there, too? I left, <laughs> I left those at the house. <laughs> 
Uh, I, I'm kind of in the middle here. Um, I think Dorian Thompson Robinson, first of all, UCLA is not a tough place to play. Uh, Utah just played in the Rose bowl. I think they're going to be playing in the Rose bowl potentially again this year. Uh, it's going to be an environment that they're very comfortable with. The fans will turn up for this game, but even if they do turn up, it's just not a place that gets that loud because of how far the stands are away from the field. And like I said, DTR, he's looked good this year, but he hasn't played a team like the San Jose State kid who's been able to put any pressure on him. And and I think that Utah is that kind of team that can put the pressure on him both offensively and defensively to try and go above and beyond and make a couple mistakes and turn the ball over um, to where I like Utah to win the game. I don't love uh, laying the three points. Uh, on the road, although I don't think the the road game is that big of a factor. This is another one of those games where I'd look to push it um, to Utah plus three, just because I do think that Chip Kelly sometimes makes some really stupid decisions. And in a tight game, he might make a decision that'll cost him or Dorian Thompson Robinson might make a throw uh, that costs him this game. But I do think it's going to be close. Um, All right, guys, let's jump to the NFL Take us to the Battle of the Birds in Glendale, Arizona, Joey, where your Philly Eagles are a five-point favorite on the road against the Arizona Cardinals. The over-under in this game is 49. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a heart bet. Big Eagles fan, they look good, but it's What's rule number one, Joe? What's rule number one? It sounds like it, but it's not. Listen, (laughs) the the Eagles' defense has been – showing out that secondary uh Gardner Johnson Bradbury Darius Slay um they were getting some pressure up front Hassan Riddick is is turning up the last couple games we've got 16 sacks we we hold opponents to three and out 47 percent of the time there's been like 27 three and outs at the defensive force on the other hand I've been watching uh Arizona as well they are an absolute dumpster fire Cliff Kingsbury I played against him in high school, played against him in college. Uh, it's him and Kyler versus the world. And what's happened is about five minutes left. He's also my fantasy quarterback with about five minutes left in, in the games that they've won. He just runs around starts making some plays, but they have no offensive rhythm at all. They're missing D hop for sure. Uh, Marquise Brown is out there running around, but James Conner hasn't had any type of rhythm. They just don't have an identity, and I think with the Eagles' defense, the way that Eagles' offensive line is playing, I mean, they've got talent. I think they they went all in this year. Um, they've got they've got dogs over there, Bobo, like you said. And uh, my brother's going to be at the game. Five points, I like it. I, I think we get up early. Kyler's going to have to start throwing it down the field, and he's just hasn't shown that he can do that this year. Bobby. Yeah, you know, the Eagles are really damn good. There's no argument there. I think that the Cardinals have shown some flashes of, you know, who they who they are on both sides, right? They, they've looked really good coming back at times, and they've looked really shitty in games at times too. So um, that's the, the one thing about this game that hesitates me, makes me hesitate getting on it just because it's in Arizona. the right Arizona team shows up, I mean, they can keep this one close and they're at home. So I 
think I think the Eagles win. I just I, I'm scared to 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 give up those points in a game like this. Uh, I'm with you, Bob. Plus five, I think, is a lot to give up at home. And I always go back to McChesney's famous line from last season: "The NFL has a sneaky way of evening itself out." And yeah. for that reason, I like Arizona plus five and on the money line in this game. I think they're going to win. Uh, all right, guys, let's go to Monday night's game in KC, where the Chiefs are a seven-point favorite against the Raiders. The over-under in this game is 51. I'm pretty cynical when it comes to betting the NFL. I'm going opposite of the money and rolling with the primetime dog in this game. I like the Raiders plus seven. I like the value on the money line to see the AFC West evened out a little bit. And I like uh, the game to go under 51 if the 94% of the money that's on the over holds up in this game. Bob, any thoughts here? You know, I, I got to think at some point in time this Raiders team figures it out because they're really damn talented. Um, so I, I'm, I'm with you, Bo. I like the the primetime dog, especially getting a touchdown. Um, you know, it, Um, but you know, all your percentages and everything that you look at with where all the money's at, I, I really think the Raiders will keep this one close on Monday night. Joey. Yeah. I like everything that you said about the primetime dogs, where all the money is the NFL writing itself. The Raiders looked a little better last week. week. They got Josh Jacobs rolling. I just cannot get behind Derek Carr. I think he's just a little little glossed up Baker Mayfield. Like he's just, he's a, he's a bum, dude. <laughs> when Baker's a bum. Um, I know, I know. The, the Chiefs were rolling on all cylinders last week. I love seeing EB, uh, the enemy get up there and say, we practice with a purpose. Uh, Bo, I think you posted that. I, I checked that out. They did, man. Uh, Edwards Hilaire is running hard. They're creative. Uh, and... You know, I'm not going to touch it. it. I think you said it was seven, but I think the Chiefs will win. All right, Bob, close us out in Baltimore where the Bengals are getting three and a half points against the Baltimore Ravens. The over-under in this game is 48 and a half. Um, I, okay, here's number one. They still can't protect Joe Burrow. Uh, he's going to get beat up. The Ravens are going to get after him. They're going to sack him. They're going to hit him. And then, on, and then you take the other side of the ball – Tell me how they're going to slow down Lamar Jackson and what they can do offensively. So I, I'm surprised that it's only three. Buy it down to three to get rid of that, the hook, um, and have that half point hanging out there. But I really think the, the Ravens win this game by at least a touchdown because I think defensively um, they, they are going to put so much pressure on Burrow because they have not found a way to protect that guy yet. Joey? Yeah, big uh, division rivalry. Um, the Ravens, Lamar Jackson, just some tough, tough defeats. Kicked a field goal, right? You, you last so week, you, it's unbelievable. Like, and then he says because he's got faith in his defense. Well, then kick the field goal. So I know that they're frustrated. I'm trying to put myself in that locker room. Like, do they come out and, and give? You know, it was Buffalo. Uh, and then last week, it's just what gives. Do they come out and still put on another gutty performance? Probably. 
because they're the Ravens and I love how they run the ball and, and Lamar's got that team. He's the definitive leader on it. Uh, and you're right, Joe Burrow's running around, but he's got, they've got dogs on the offense. So, um, yeah, that's all I got. I'm not going to touch it. Uh, I like the Bengals plus three and a half in this one, and I'm leaning uh, Bengals money line in this game. I think that the league uh, wants and needs a new golden boy, and I think Burrow is that golden boy, and I don't think that they want to see this this team drop to two and three, so I'm riding the zebras in this one. All right, guys. Um, <laughs> That's all the time we have for you today. Thanks to all you listeners for tuning in. If you enjoyed the show, please do us a solid and hit that YouTube subscribe button to stay up to date with future episodes. And follow us on Instagram at Armchair Donkeys to catch our plays in real time. Joe, thanks for joining us on the show today. Bob, let's keep the party going. Good luck this weekend, boys. Good to see you, boys. Yep. See you guys. Later.